0: Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life, VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Today's podcast is brought to you by Orgain.com. Orgain has the cleanest, dairy-free, totally natural, organic protein shakes that are out there. 20 grams of protein per pre-made shake or 21 grams of protein in the powder form. Go to Orgain.com, use my promo code LizRow30 for 30% off your entire cart today. You won't be disappointed. I've been drinking this protein now for almost a year and am still totally happy with it, not nauseous of it, not over it, and I am doing great and feeling fine. Hello, everyone. Happy, happy, beautiful Monday if you're listening to this on download day. So this week, let's talk about fat brain. Are you with me so far? So here's the thing. We all have heard the term body dysmorphia, but have you heard the term fat brain? So this was something I actually found myself saying on vacation. I was like, oh man, my fat brain really wants this. And I stopped myself because I was like, where the hell did that come from? Yes, I know I have a little smidge of body dysmorphia because I didn't see myself like super fat when I looked into the mirror before surgery. And I don't really see myself thin now when I look in the mirror, like I have to do the side by sides to actually really see things. But the term fat brain got me thinking. So I did a little research. And I wondered if you had heard about this too. So Maybe you have heard of another term that has a similar meaning as fat brain, and although we don't really like the term, it's something that I think we probably hear of, but think about even more often, especially in social media communities. So I want to talk like super open about it and what this term really, truly means. Typically, we hear the term used in sentences like, I just said, oh man, I want that cookie. I have to stop using my fat brain. Or... I went shopping and my fat brain kept pulling me towards the larger section of clothing even though I wear a size small now, which I don't, but that's my example. So we have to stop thinking like that. You guys, it's terrible. Stop doing it. Um, Fat brain is an old way of thinking and it's basically saying, I'm not good enough. That's what your brain is telling you. So making that part of your thinking is a non-go-getter start to your day. It's that part that says, don't talk to that person you've always wanted to be friend. Like in high school, do you remember that kind of like low self-esteem? Like, oh God, I want to be their friend, but I can't talk to them. I'm too scared. Or, um, God, that boy's really cute, but he'll never like me because I'm not a size zero. Or, you know, like you used to have these thoughts as a kid, they never go away. They just, Change into different formats. So, bariatric patients tend to start thinking they have a fat brain. Hate to break it to you guys, but we only have one brain. And it's how we choose to nourish it, to emotionally challenge ourselves, rest ourselves, care about ourselves. If we go to therapy, if we journal, if you like me, use a podcast to think out loud. All of those things carve the way your mind behaves, right? So how will you ever find the true meaning of happiness if you choose to sit on things or sit out on things, sorry, because of the fear you're creating in your own mind? Fear is anyone's biggest weakness because fear will hold you back. My boss this year in work was like, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable, he kind of meant it in a work sense, like get yourself out of the box because we're working in this virtual world, right? Because of the pandemic. I took it literally. I was like, nope, I'm going to get comfortable being uncomfortable. There are very few things I'm actually afraid of, but putting myself out there is definitely one of them in certain formats. I do presentations all the time, speeches all the time, and I just adopt a character. And I I tell people, I'm like, fake it till you make it, right? Right. But the truth is, that's how I'm getting comfortable being uncomfortable. It's how I get myself up there. So one of my biggest fears from, like, the day I was born, I feel like, um, karaoke. I cannot sing. In high school, true story, I was asked to lip sync during the choir concert because they make you take a fine art because people are assholes that determine the curriculums, I think. And, um, you know, I got kicked out of band in seventh grade. I cannot draw a stick person. So choir was like the only other option. And she basically made me her unofficial teaching assistant. And I did things like sort music or make copies, snuck into the teacher's lounge for coffee in the afternoon. But I did not sing. And during the concert, she told me to lip sync because, quote, my voice was unique. Um, therefore I have this thing called an emotional scar. I like to sing in the car. I'm a rock star in the shower, but I've never done karaoke and people seem to really, really enjoy it. It terrifies me. So I decided this year I'm getting comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm going to get on stage and do karaoke. There will be no video evidence, but I will let you know when this happens um i'm not afraid of heights i love adrenaline we were watching men in kilts last night and they did some abseiling off of a cliff and my husband looks at me and he's like would you do that and i'm like hundred percent i love some adrenaline i'm not afraid of a lot and he's like well what are you afraid of and i was like uh putting myself out there on a karaoke stage and scuba diving one of the two i'm willing to do so that all goes back to your fat brain right it all goes back to fear. The mind is your most powerful tool. And it's how you train your mind and educate yourself, and your therapy that you give yourself, and your physical exercise, and whatever emotional. Therapy you choose to do, we all have the ability to train our own minds. It's not going to happen overnight. It requires patience and sometimes even help from professional mental health care providers. You can change your outlook, you can change your attitude, and self reflection and evaluation are key components of this. So stop thinking with your fat brain. Start thinking with your brain. Liz, what do I want to do today? Liz, how do I feel about this activity? Liz, how do I feel about myself? Start addressing each mental obstacle one at a time and help pick apart your emotional, um, puzzle, so to speak, and discover why it's associated with whatever is giving you that increased anxiety or making you think with your fat brain. AKA, for me, this was, I'm not good enough. And it was a problem I struggled with my whole life. I never felt like I was good enough. So, That really fed my anxiety, which fed my depression, which fed my stress, which fed my sleep problems. And it all cycled into one big puzzle. But when I started breaking it apart, it always came back to, I'm not good enough. And that, my friends, is my own fat brain, right? So we're going to talk about six ways to stop overthinking everything. And I mean everything. So... Let's start with number one and the chronic overanalyzing that causes you to focus on your obstacles versus your growth, right? Number one, very, very important. Sounds very simple. Hard to do. Stop comparing yourself to others. It is incredibly hard to do. And we see it all the freaking time in this process, don't we? You know, I have to talk about people on Instagram who they're like, oh, I ate a cookie and gained three pounds. And Susie, you know, on her Instagram account didn't have this problem. And that's because Susie's a different person. Number one. Number two, how do you know she didn't have that problem? You have no idea on people's truths, realities, what they're thinking. You're not in their brain. Stop comparing yourselves to others. It demeans the progress that you are making. Perfection is not reality perfection within your own mindset is, if that makes sense. Quit comparing yourself to Susie down the road and start measuring your qualifications and qualities on what you want to accomplish. Sounds simple enough, but guys, do some research on this and really be true to yourself and think about what it is you want to accomplish, not comparing yourself to someone else going through the same exact journey because no journey is actually the same. Number two, surround yourself with people who believe in you. Very, very simple. Find the people who support you in your journey. One of the things I hear about a lot in this process are relationships that ended because, quote, she became too vain. Or he, like, really just started thinking all about himself and never about me. Um, guys, That is unlikely to be true. That probably means there were cracks that became craters because if someone really truly loves you, they're going to support you. And people who aren't supporting this journey or, um, you know, I hear a lot about how people have lost friends in this because they think like, Well, you just think about yourself now. Well, you have to in order to, one, do this journey. But two, if someone really, truly loves you and supports you, they're going to support you with an unwavering confidence that will reassure you that you're making right decisions. It's okay if someone questions something you're doing. Like, is that really healthy? Is that really what you want to do? Because that comes from love. But someone who puts you down for taking charge of your own health is not there to support you. Period. End of story. News at 11. So number three. Read. Read your own research. Create your own habit of finding out the knowledge for yourself. Quit going to Facebook groups and saying, um, God, what was the one I saw recently? Um, everyone I've talked to in real life says that they've never lost their hair during the surgery, but, um, you know, everyone on this board seems to have lost their hair, so what's the truth? The truth is, is that every journey is different. Back to number one. Number two, just plan on losing it. Yes, it's it takes your self-esteem down for a moment. And last week we talked about the fact that you probably will go through some depression. That's one of those things that kind of causes it because you suddenly feel like people are staring at you because you've lost hair. Nobody knows. Nobody knows but yourself. Because I point out my bald spots and people are like, I never would have noticed your hair is kind of thin there if you hadn't pointed it out. Um, do your own research. And ask your doctor and your therapist and your nutritionist your questions first because they are the professionals. Everyone else can say, including me, can say what their journey was like, can tell you what they recommend. But only you know your own journey, your own mental state, your own process, and your own goals. Truly deep down within. So reflect and read and research. Um, Number four stop working on your backup plan. So I hear people say, you know, this is my goal, but plan B is this. My realistic goal is this. Just have a plan. If it doesn't work out, that's okay, but you should just not have that, well, it's really okay if like it's only this in the back of my head because it's feeding your fat brain, number one. Number two, it's means that you're chronically overthinking, over planning, and you're trying to forecast all these potential problems instead of just focusing on the moment. Focus on the moment where you are right now today, not where you were yesterday and not where you're going to be six months down the road, just right now. What do you want to accomplish today? Um, What is your NSV today? What is your mindset and your food choice today? You can't think about Yesterday, you can't think about five years ago, you can't think about six months from now. You just have to be present in this journey to really allow yourself to let go of that, quote, fat brain. Number five sounds very simple because it's simply try. Just try to become your best self. Try to create good habits. Try to stop overanalyzing. Stop trying to compare yourself to other people the best way to win your battle of overthinking is just to try, just try to make small changes. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, they say it takes 30 days to make anything a habit, right? So um, it doesn't mean in 30 days you're going to have this miraculous cure of your chronic overanalyzing and anxiety because I'm an overthinker. So that's feeding my anxiety, right? So, but the thing you can do is just try. If it doesn't work today, try again tomorrow. You know, like, and that's why they say really track your journey, really um, journal it, um, talk about it. Because the more that you're aware of your own steps throughout this process, the better you're going to feel. And number six, rehearsing what you want to happen in your life kind of makes it worse it sets you up for these like false expectations i remember thinking like god when i go home for christmas everyone's going to be like so impressed that i've lost this weight not one person gave a damn my sister-in-law called me skinny it was a great moment but nobody cared that was all built up in my head that i was going to look so different and gain all this attention and that was my fat brain that was my fat brain you guys this journey is strictly for myself. I cannot think about what other people are gonna think about it. I cannot rehearse other people's um, reactions. and I cannot rehearse how I'm gonna feel. So I often go on to my Instagram story. No makeup, bedhead. I work from home. So chances of me getting out of some yoga pants and a sweatshirt or brushing my bedhead, slim to none, unless I have a virtual meeting. But I go on all the time, and it's just me, and it's just real, and it's what I'm thinking in that moment or how I feel or my, like, sarcasm comes out all the freaking time, and people take me literal, which is funny. Um, but I don't choreograph what I'm going to do in my stories. I don't overthink it. I just try to be in the moment, and I don't look back on and think, Nailed it because I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be my most authentic self that I can be. And that's really my biggest tip for anyone um, who has their fat brain is to start living in the moment. Truly, authentically be yourself and be yourself throughout this journey. You know, I tell, tell everyone, tell your story. It could help someone else. But just being yourself will help you overcome your fat brain. I want to hear from you. Please message me and let me know if you, too, have had a fat brain throughout this process. All right, guys. With that being said, let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.